And welcome back to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demling here with y'all, as always. I know a lot of y'all probably were expecting the Mac preview to be tonight. That one will be pushed to Thursday, and then we'll continue from there um, with the conference previews. Conference previews are almost over. We have the MAC, the Patriot League, the NEC, and the SOCON. And on the SOCON episode, uh, the the back end of that, I will also talk um, about the three independents uh, that are playing this year, uh, Cleveland State, Utah, and Robert Morris uh, are all three independents this year. So uh, we'll talk about those on the same episode as the SoCon one, uh, which will be the final conference preview. I know I get, got a lot of questions about that uh, specifically. Um, so we'll, we will move forward with the conference previews later this week um, and into next week. Because um, what is that? Five, three, five, something like that left. Um, so uh, we'll get those out of the way um, in two weeks from now. Uh, we'll get those completely out of the way. But, you know, reason being for that, uh, me pushing the Mac back, is because I do want to talk about some things on this podcast, uh, scheduling uh, and, and whatnot, that I haven't talked about a lot. I told y'all back in September when I relaunched the podcast, um, really picked back up doing it, took the entire summer off, of doing the podcast um, to kind of revamp it and, and, and all of that. And I've talked about that multiple times before, but um, when I picked this back up, obviously uh, was in September and we were, as we are now in uh, doing what, what the, uh, you know, the COVID, uh, the coronavirus outbreak in the middle of that. Um, and that obviously ended the college season and everything. And, you know, I told y'all I wasn't going to talk about it. I wasn't going to talk about um, the COVID situations. I wasn't going to talk about that because I know a lot of y'all listen to sports podcasts, uh, watch sports to get away from that. And I didn't want to talk about that um, unless it was, you know, necessarily within the context of the game. And um, that's happened multiple times. I think I think I've literally mentioned uh, COVID maybe two, three times on this podcast. And you know, I looked the other day, and and, and you know, I'll, I'll look up right now how many I've done here. Um, we've done since relaunching back in September. We've done, yeah, quite a few podcasts. Like over 20, 35 maybe, I'd guess, is what we've done. Um, I don't have the full numbers up here, but uh, it's you go to the Anchor website, and it's it's uh, it's two and a half pages. of, And this thing is showing like 10, 15 podcasts per page. So we've done like 30, 35 since September. And I've mentioned COVID, what? two, three times maybe, um, 
specifically discussing it on this podcast. Um, and you know, if I've done it two, three times, this is the fourth. And I, I do want to bring up, and I'll get into some scheduling stuff on the back end of this, but I do want to bring up, and this is more geared towards the high school season because we will see a high school season um, despite popular belief in some parts of this country. Um, at least where I am in the South, we've played high school football. We're playing high school basketball, and we are going to play high school lacrosse, or I should say spring sports in general. Um, and this study, I, someone sent this to me yesterday, um, this article, and this is actually from October. So I don't know what the if they've updated this study or not, but this is from the University of Wisconsin at Madison, which is the main campus, University of Wisconsin. Um, they did this study, which suggests that high school athletics have not caused any COVID-19 infections among athletes. Oh, excuse me, have not caused an increase in infections among athletes. Um, in the study, they have found only one case. So this is a verbatim, and I'm going to link the article. This is from the Chicago Sun-Times. Of the t- This is verbatim from this article. Of the 209 athletes who knew where they contracted the virus, only one case attributed, attributed to the participation in sports. So only one came from playing athletics. Out of 209 people, 209 athletes, only one person out of that bunch reported through contract tracing and stuff that they got the virus from a, a team and athletic setting. Only one person out of 209 in this study that they've done. And you know this this study, I think, um, and it even mentions in here the Wisconsin uh, Interscholastic Athletic Association (WIAA). Um, you know, called this they when this study came out in October, and I believe Wisconsin played football. I believe they played they're playing basketball and, and doing all of that, um, just like we are down here in Kentucky. Um, no, I'm putting. You no, know, it says they it released uh, a press release or a news release. Uh, you know, calling this study encouraging. So, you know, <clears throat> this this study, which I didn't know about until just yesterday, um, when someone sent it to me, has got to be the forefront of. And I know people have said like, oh. They're not getting it through athletics. They're not getting it through gameplay and things like that. Like they, like we need to play. We need to be back doing everything normally. Um, Athletics-wise, you know, this study confirms those arguments. So I know New York, y'all um, are, are fighting to play. California, I, I, I you know, I pray for y'all. You're fighting to pull. I mean, you're fighting just to just to walk outside your house. Um, 
from now that's debated i hear people saying it's not actually like that um <laughs> but that's what you see on tv is oh my gosh they can't leave the house um i i don't i don't believe that but um you know they're fighting to play um and i think the, there's multiple other states that are fighting to play but i know as of right now that and and i've started to um you know i've put out superlatives um for uh kind of preview-ish articles for multiple states already as far as high school is concerned i'm gonna do it for the majority of the south um the majority of the southern states i've already done north carolina which starts the high school season um two uh two weeks from yesterday so january 25th is when the high school lacrosse season officially starts in north carolina they're the first team to play um and then georgia will start um on february february 8th south carolina on the 12th on the 15th we have uh the fhsaa which is uh florida and then also the uh north carolina independent schools so that the ncisaa that's um all it's entirely private schools uh so christ school and in places like that they start the 15th as well uh the louisiana high school lacrosse league starts on the 22nd and that last week of february um first week of uh, excuse me that last week of february first week of uh, march is when both kentucky and tennessee um will start playing um alabama mississippi uh mississippi by the way has their own high school league for the first time this season will crown the first ever mississippi high school lacrosse champion this spring which is uh speaks uh, volumes about the growth in the gulf uh region in that state um which is great to see um they both of those states mississippi alabama start around that same time as louisiana kentucky tennessee um and then texas uh they have some games that i've seen that are, i don't know if there's an exact like um i didn't find it on the thsll website um but if, if there is one just if and if you know of send it to me um but i know they start um like late january early February as well uh, from schedules that I've seen. Uh, and then I've seen other states that start in April. Uh, Virginia is starting in April. And then I've seen, uh, you know, Maryland, some schedules that list early March games and things like that. So, um, and Indiana, I think, is should be similar to uh, most, you know, most of the country starts high school across in March. Um which should be pretty normal for most of the states. As I said, New York, California, y'all are fighting to play. Uh, Oregon, I think, might be fighting to play. I'm not exactly sure um, what all these states are going through. I know those petitions because I get sent these petitions all the time. But, hey, can you sign this? Can you sign this? We need to play. Um, so I get sent these things all the time. So I know those states still fighting to play. And I know, that, and I know those states that have already said, we're playing, this is when we're starting. 
Of course, you're going to have guidelines and all of that um, that, that you're going to have to abide by if you want to play. If And look, you know, last night we had the college football um, playoff title game. Alabama wins. Um, you know, that is a, you know, and, and I, I think a lot of people have said this year, is like whoever wins, uh, if you win a championship in 2020, 2021, this football season, um, this fall sports season, you know, it's it's a lot that goes into that um, physically, mentally, and, and everything like that. It truly is the toughest team coming out on top. That's going to be seen in college lacrosse as well as in high school lacrosse this season. And look, this study that I just mentioned says that it is 100% safe to play high school sports. It is 100% safe. And please, please, if you are sending me stuff of, oh, well, look, and people do this, or oh, well, look at basketball, look at, look at, look at basketball. Do you realize that basketball is inside and lacrosse is outside? High school, I mean, we're not playing, we're not talking about box here. And by the way, there's a box tournament this weekend that's being played. Um, I can't remember where, but I know there's a team in Kentucky going to it uh, that I know of. There's multiple teams um, in, I think, Ohio area going to it as well um, and, and across the country. So there's a box tournament going on this weekend. Box lacrosse. They've been playing box lacrosse in Texas for like two months in this Texas box league. Um, but again, indoor, outdoor, there's a vast difference as from what I've seen and from what I, you know, I know of. There's a vast difference. And you know, a majority of that difference does come down to, you know, spectators and things like that. Um, but we are playing college lacrosse. We're playing uh, high school lacrosse. Um, you know, this summer, we'll certainly have PLL. The NLL gets back, um, was it April when they get back is when they've announced that they will be coming back. Um, hopefully, we uh, installed. They, they have a bit more of a difficult issue with the Canadian border being closed and everything like that. Um, and I don't really don't know when that's going to open. Um, go, go ask uh, Justin Trudeau that question um, of when they're going to open that thing back up. Um, so obviously, essential travel can travel, but you can't just I'm go on vacation to Ottawa right now. Um, no, if you're in Canada, you can't go vacation in Florida, uh, sadly. Um, at this point in time, I don't believe. So, NLL, that's a completely different ball game. PLL, they will have a season. I have no doubt about it. College, I mentioned, they will have a season. High school, they will have a season. Some states not pl- might not play. Uh, that's a shame. And um, th- those should be serious, serious complaints. Um, about that, um, just as there were serious complaints about fall sports not being played in the fall, and some states have moved them to the spring, which complicates the whole situation. You have a football game on Friday or cross game on Saturday. 
at the same venue at high school, that makes things difficult um, and completely, you know, uh, unnecessary from my point of view. Um, so I've talked a lot about high school sports and, 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 and high school lacrosse and why we're going to have a freaking season, even though I have people telling me it's not safe to play when it's 100% safe to play. Those people who say the same thing about the college season as well. You know, looking at Twitter last night, after the, uh, um, leading up to the national title football game, you had all these people, oh, I know, no, you know, I saw one article that literally like said Alabama and Ohio State should be ashamed of themselves. Um, there, there was one article they named UConn the national champions because they had the courage to not play. I mean, that's come on. Um, that's that's ridiculous. So I have a question. Are we going to, and I'm not picking on this school here, but and those multiple schools that aren't going to play. Um, college across across the board. Are we going to name you know Hampton the, the the D1 champion and Swarthmore the uh, D3 champion? Uh, New York Times is that what we're going to do? Is that what we're going to do? Uh, we're going to name those schools the college across champions D1 and D3 because they because you no know, they ain't playing. Well, you know, and and for all y'all saying we ain't going to play, we ain't going to play. I have a full 16-game Division I schedule in front of me right now. The Bellarmine Knights, 15 minutes down the road from where I'm recording this show, um, have released their schedule. And um, it's an early start. And, like, so I was I was literally talking to someone the other day um, I think it was uh, two two weeks ago, two weeks ago, two Saturdays ago. I was literally with someone, and we were talking about uh, someone who has knowledge of the Bellman schedule, and and we were talking about this about the schedule and what it would look like, and and, and things like that. And um, you know, when they told me, they said, "Well, they said, well, I've heard they no, they said I heard the the first game is January 3rd. And you know, my response was, oh, that's a scrimmage, right? And, and we both were kind of like, yeah, I, I guess that's a scrimmage. Because they usually scrimmage that last week of January. Nah, that's the first game of the season. January 30th, the college lacrosse season starts. Bellarmine at Mercer. Now, a couple notes I do want to make here of Bellarmine's schedule. First and foremost... The, and and I think, uh, oh, I cannot remember who it was. This was mentioned on Twitter today. If you go on my Twitter, you can you can see it. Because um, I, I replied to them, literally replied to someone about this topic, and this schedule gets released like an hour later. Um, Bellarmine is playing a couple non-conference games against conference opponents. So if you remember, I think so. Wake Forest, UNC, NC State, Duke, that kind of like triangle and, you know, Durham, Raleigh, um, Chapel Hill, like that, you know, they're all, um, and then Winston-Salem, they're all really close together. And um, those schools are all kind of rivals against each other. 
And in the ACC in football, I think it's Wake Forest and NC State that are in separate divisions, I believe, and they don't play each other every year. And in 2019, I believe it was those two teams. It might have been, yeah, it was Wake Forest and NC State, I believe. They played a non-conference game against each other because they wanted to keep the rivalry going. Even though they weren't going to play each other conference-wise, they scheduled a non-conference game. That's essentially what Bellarmine is doing here. Um, the majority of the games are in the South. Like, they, they don't, like, they don't, they go across that Mason-Dixon line twice. Twice. They go to Moon Township to play Robert Morris, and they go to uh, up to South Bend to play Notre Dame. They do not leave, other than those two games, they don't leave the South. They don't leave the Legion, which I think is something you're going to see. New York teams, I said this before, and I was telling someone this the other day, they have like the, this is like the benefit, this is like the benefit to being in New York with all those teams around you in upstate um, and, and the Capital Legion and all of that with so many lacrosse teams. Like, they've got it covered um, for non-conference scheduling and conference scheduling um, with so many teams in, in the same state. Um, so, Bellarmine, they will play Mosa, Jacksonville, High Point, and VMI as non-conference games. The only two teams that are, and those teams are all SOCON teams. And then they also play them as a conference opponent later in the season. Um, the only, so Richmond and Air Force are the only two teams that don't play Bellarmine as a non-con and a conference game. Um, and then also what we do have, um, and, and I thought this was notable, Utah is coming to Louisville on February 6th to play uh, the Knights. So the Utes and the Knights here in Louisville on February 6th. Uh, that's the first time Utah has come to Louisville. Um, Bellarmine has gone, and I knew they had a, I think it's a home. So I, I believe from what I was told a, a few years ago, actually, uh, those are the contract is home, home, away, away. So, like, Utah played two games in a row at home against Bellarmine, and then I think Utah plays... I knew they played this year here. I think they play next year here as well, if I remember from what I heard that contract was. Um, so, Utah is coming here, and that's a that's another an independent program, and that's one that we've talked about of, like, hey, that's going to be difficult this year with COVID and the scheduling restrictions that we could see, Utah and Air Force and Denver, um, they're going to have some some problems, and Utah will have the biggest problem as a independent. Uh, so they will play uh, Bellarmine on the road February 6th. And then also, do you want to mention Cleveland State plays Bellarmine in Louisville twice. Uh, March 13th and April 17th. So two games against um, Cleveland State. The Vikings and the Knights going at it on March 13th and April 17th. 
So that's another independent team as well that those, you know, independents, obviously we've just, uh, it's been much discussion. What are they going to do? Um, so, and, and I do want to mention the SOCON, um, there's not many regulations in place. Obviously, I, I, you know, I believe coaches will have to wear masks and, and there might be some fan restrictions at certain places um, and there'll be social distancing and, and, and all, all of those uh, normal things that we've seen. But in terms of scheduling, it doesn't appear that the SOCON has um, many uh, many restrictions other than obviously what your state guidelines are. Um, that is pretty much what the um, the ACC, from what I've heard, has in place as well. That was, besides the only one non-con game, that was what they did with the uh, with football. And SEC obviously went conference only, but your restrictions as, to, as far as like crowds and stuff depended on your state. Like you had Texas A&M with, you know, uh, you know 30,000 and you had, um, you know, Ole Miss with like 20,000. Um, so it depends on your state, what your governor approves. Um, and I think there was actually some teams that increased and then decreased and like it fluctuated. So we'll see what that looks like um, in college across. But at the least bit, we do know that the college across season will start January 30th when Bellarmine goes down to Macon to take on Mercer. I should mention Bellarmine does have a scrimmage against uh, UND, University of Indianapolis, a D2 program. Uh, who they scrimmage often um, on January 23rd. So that's their first scrimmage, first regular season game, January 30th at Mercer. And there are 16 games, if I did not mention that already. So, um, yeah. So, Con looks like, obviously, this schedule is a little different with some... Uh, you know, playing teams twice and things like that, but hey, that's kind of what that's kind of what I thought. Um, you know, well, first of all, I'll, I'll say this: back in September, back in October, back in November, even I said that there wasn't going to be any restrictions. We we're going to go as normal, normal schedules, normal everything. Players weren't going to be uh, we we're going to be maskless in the stands in February. Everything was going to be back to normal. My prediction was wrong, obviously. Uh, but my prediction of we will be full stadium capacity, maskless, as we should be in May at the national title game, that that prediction is still outstanding. And, um, you know, all signs look to, in terms of vaccinations and all of that, look really, really good. Um, and, you know, obviously there's a bit of a spike right now, but... That was predicted with the holidays and everything. Uh, so should be going back down here in about a week or so and should probably just decline and get on out of this country and the rest of the world. We will be back to normal by May. Restrictions will start to be lifted in March at the latest April. So that's, that, 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 hey, that's, that's my new prediction. 
my, my, my old prediction that I gave at the beginning of relaunching this podcast and what I've told some people, um, you know, all obviously not recorded, um, has failed. I acknowledge that I failed on my prediction. Hopefully this new prediction holds up. And I think this Bellman schedule is a really good sign. Um, if I didn't mention before, I did link it um, in the show notes, as well as that article on um, the COVID spread in high school ath- athletics. As always, uh, thank you all for listening and tuning in. Again, we'll get back to the conference previews on Thursday with the MAC. Um, as always, you can send in mailbag uh, questions, which we will get to on Sunday via contact at lacrossebucket.com uh, or over Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at lacrossebucket. My personal, at Tanner underscore Demling. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast via Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, multiple other ones that I have no clue uh, what they are. Uh, as always, thank you all for listening and have a great rest of the week. We will see you all on Thursday.